When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday, September 20th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, uh, turned out to be a pretty good weekend for the Indians in, in New York. Uh, they uh, really, they, uh, the offense came alive on Saturday, uh, scored a couple of runs, and then on Sunday in a game where Eli Morgan was facing Garrett Cole, the Indians knocked Cole out of the game with seven runs, end up winning 11-1. to one. Yeah, just a great a great series in the, in the Bronx. Uh, you know they get rolled out of there Friday night, eight to nothing. Uh, the Yankees are hitting home runs all over the place, uh, and you thought, man, this is going to be a long a long weekend. And uh, the Indians turn around and um, win two games, get great pitching performances from Savali and Morgan, and uh, and they beat up. The, and they beat up Garrett Cole on Sunday. That was, that was the big one. Yeah, and not insignificantly, they uh, they do serious damage to the Yankees' playoff hopes. There, um, with twelve games remaining, they are now a game and a half back of the second wild card spot, uh, currently occupied by Toronto. Uh, Boston would host if if the playoffs started today, but uh, the Indians pretty much left town uh, after the series. Uh, having you know wrecked New York I mean that's the coming off of what happened in the playoffs last year in the postseason against Garrett Cole uh, against the Yankees uh, it, it, there, there's a, a degree of satisfaction there I'd say yeah that's a good point Joe I didn't even I didn't even think about that because uh, but you know if if they don't if the Yankees don't get in if they don't make one of those uh, wild card spots uh, they can look back at that series as you know, the beginning of the end, because by the end of, by the end of uh, last night's or yesterday's game, Joe, Yankees were kicking the ball around. They looked like they wanted to be anywhere else, but, uh, but, you know, at Yankee stadium and the fans let them know it. Garrett Cole gets booed coming off the mound. (laughs) That's a tough town, man. You're going to boo that guy. Yeah. And, and really just like last year, the, at the, the end of the season, the, the push towards the playoffs, it was Jose Ramirez doing a lot of the damage uh, for the Indians when when they played the the White Sox and you know had that uh, really great series at home and, and swept them out and, and uh, sort of knocked the uh, the White Sox down a peg uh, at, at least at the at the end of the season. Uh, it seemed like Jose Ramirez was was doing the same thing. 
Boy, Jose loves hitting in New York, doesn't he? Man, oh, man. Six for 10 in that series, two home runs, stolen base. I mean, he's driving in runs. Yesterday, he was uh, four for four with four runs scored, uh, three RBIs. Uh, you know, Joe, if, if, if the... If the if the Yankees if the if the Indians can't sign this guy, I think I know who's going to push for him. Uh, you know, to, on, as a free agent or in a trade or something. Maybe they already have, but you know, Jose Ramirez. I mean, it's almost like he. I don't. I don't you know, Broadway Joe Namath. It should be Broadway Jose Ramirez. I don't know. Right. Well, not except for the fur coat. Not including the uh, the 2017 postseason where he was pretty much invisible. Uh, his career batting average at Yankee Stadium, 474. He's 36 for 76. 21 runs scored, six doubles, nine home runs, 18 RBIs in 22 regular season games uh, at Yankee Stadium. That's th- Those are pretty good numbers. Yeah, definitely. And I just wish we could have gotten more out of him on the Zoom call yesterday. You know, the, the sound was bad. It was like, you know, you couldn't hear him. It's just... Just, uh, you know, just not being able to go down in the clubhouse or down on the field and talk to him is really, you know, you don't get the full reason why. And, right. uh, you know, Jose has been like that, you know, ever since he came up in the big leagues, he's hit well in New York. I think he's got a lot of family and friends there. Uh, I remember the one game he had two home runs off Lu- Luis Severino when Severino was dealing for the uh, the Yankees. And uh, just, uh, you know, he... he <laughs> He just rises to the occasion there. And that's a great place to do it because it's the biggest stage in baseball. You have a big game in New York. Everybody knows about it. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to check in with Jose before today's games uh, just to, to sort of get the, uh, the sense. Maybe we'll uh, be able to snag him on the field uh, beforehand, but you're right. The, the zoom call just did, doesn't do it justice when, when a guy has a big game like that. And when Jose has a big game like that, uh, we, we definitely want to find out why. Uh, Eli Morgan and Aaron Savali, uh, really pitched well, uh, in the series. Um, you know, just Eli Morgan stepping up. Nobody really expected that against Garrett Cole. No. And, you know, both those guys, Savali and, and Morgan were coming off bad starts. You know, they both got hammered against the, uh, brewer, uh, the brewers and, uh, Savali goes six scoreless, I think. And Morgan goes oh, six innings, one run. And, uh, you know, Morgan was so, uh, you know, he was really down after his last start against Milwaukee, called it non-competitive. Just you could tell he was really that he was frustrated and he just pitched great yesterday. So I think he, you know, I think the Yankees were, you know, that big, you know, power hitting lineup was, was looking for his changeup. He kind of threw the more, more, he leaned heavily on his fastball and slider. Mm-hmm. And then he threw the changeup. He got some, you know, swing and miss with that, but, it was mostly fastballs and sliders, and he's only throwing 90 to 91 miles an hour, you know, 88. Right. So he, he did a great job. He really did. Well, on the uh, pitching front, we also got some news yesterday, uh, some positive news. Uh, Shane Bieber, uh, three and a third innings. I think he gave up three runs for Akron as the, the Rubber Ducks actually uh, made their postseason run uh, official uh, with a win, a comeback win yesterday. But uh, Bieber, really the story there, uh, looks like he's trending towards getting back to the Major League Club uh, if there are no, um, you know, sort of setbacks or changes 
you would think that maybe I don't know. I don't know if he can make another uh, another start. Would he? Would it be in the postseason for for Akron, or it's in the majors for the Indians? Yeah, I think uh, Joe. It, I just got the vibe that you know, if if everything went, had gone went well Sunday, he uh, you know his his next stop start. There's a really a strong probability that it would be with the Indians, and it would be this weekend against Chicago. I mean, if they keep him on a regular turn, I mean that's that's not rocket science. Right. Yeah. That makes the most sense. As long as he's healthy, uh, you know, maybe one, maybe two starts before the end of the season and then, and then get into the off season and, and get into your, your program there and, and, you know, feel right. You know, whether or not he, he goes out there and has a, a strong outing, I think just the ability to get on the major league mound will be beneficial for uh, Shane Beaver. Definitely. And I think it, it helps Sabali. You could see him, you know, with that game, yes, uh, you know, uh, Saturday, uh, you know, I think he kind of maybe, you know, against, you know, a quality opponent, he proved that, you know, he's all the way back or, you know, really on the road to that. And he can take that into the off season. And I'm sure the Indians would want that for Beaver as well. Uh, injury news, other injury news coming out of uh, Sunday's game. Harold Ramirez went two for two in the game, drove in four runs with a pair of RBI singles uh, and then had to leave the game after crashing into the wall, trying to uh, uh, track a, a home run ball. Uh, what's the latest uh, that you've heard on Harold Ramirez? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, DeMarlo Hale uh, said after the game that, uh, you know, Harold was feeling much better, uh, but they took him out as a precaution, mostly because, you know, he, he hit the wall with his right shoulder and he didn't know, and, and, and Ramirez was a little worried about trying to cut the ball loose if he had to make a, strong, a throw from right field. So they, you know, they took him out of there. They got, they moved Zimmer over to a right and, and put a mile straw in center who was, who was having a day off. But I think he's okay, but you know, we'll see, you know, but he hit the wall hard. He, he hit that wall hard. It was, and ironically, he's, he's chasing a home run by Gio Urshela. So, uh, you know, one right. Indian getting what one former Indian gets the, a current Indian. Well, and and just the the fact that to the to that point he was having a career day, driven in a, yeah. a career high four RBIs in, in that game, and and he has to come out. I, I and it sounds weird to say. Well, he had to come out of the game and was probably disappointed he didn't get to face Garrett Cole again. But they had Garrett Cole on the ropes at that point, and uh, you know. It, Probably everybody would. If there's blood in the water. You, you want to stay in there and uh, and face him as many times if, if things were were going that way. Uh, so Harold Ramirez, we'll, we'll watch to see what the uh, the update on his on him is today. After the game, the Indians made uh, a roster move. They they optioned J.C. Mejia uh, down. Um, I, I believe he pitched Friday in in that game. Um, they optioned J.C. Mejia down to AAA, but he's going to stay with the club and be the 29th man uh, in today's doubleheader against Kansas City uh, before heading back to Columbus. Uh, the word is that they're going to call up Anthony Ghost, and he is going to uh, come up and have the opportunity to make his Major League pitching debut with the Indians. Uh, his Major League debut was five years ago as an outfielder, but uh, Ghost, I guess it'll be sort of uh, like brand new again uh, for Ghost, who... Uh, has had a, a really good stretch here lately uh, for Columbus. 
Yeah, you know, we were talking to Chris Antonetti on uh, Saturday when he said, you know, T uh, Terry Francona was going to come back, or it looks all, you know, signs point to Tito coming back as manager next year. And, and he mentioned uh, ghosts uh, that uh, they had talked to several times at the front office about bringing him up. And he's having a great year, like you said, Joe. Six, I think he's six and one. He's got three saves. You know, he's not walking as many people. You know, he had that experience with the, uh, the you know, Team USA. He went to uh, uh, Japan and, and pitched there and pitched very well. Uh, so it's a great story. Good, good story on, on ghosts. You know, a comeback story um, and just a story of perseverance, you know, switching roles. And, uh, you know, he's got a great arm. There's no doubt about his arm. Um, he throws 100 miles an hour. He's a left. He's left-handed, and uh, you know control was always the issue. And just you know making that conversion from the outfield to uh, to the mound, and <clears throat> you know he's done it. He's 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 got a lot of work in at Columbus. The Indians have stuck with him. The thing is, he's out of options. So right. uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. All right. Over his last 11 outings for Columbus, 13 innings pitched. He's allowed three hits, uh, six walks, 21 strikeouts, and no earned runs. Uh, he's been hitting 101 regularly on the, uh, the radar gun. So if you, you know, you put him in the bullpen, boy, it's uh, take us back to spring training where it was easy to sort of fall in love with the idea of or look and, and project where you would have Ghost throwing 101 from the left side and, yeah. you know, Class A throwing 101 from the right side. And, you know, Tito's eyes just sort of, you know, lit up when he, <laughs> when he talked about the, the possibilities. Uh, so, you know, we, we get a couple of weeks of Anthony Ghost. It's probably fewer than we thought we were going to get back in spring training. I, I think at some point in spring training, we all figured we'd see him for a, a, a little bit more or extended this year. Uh, he, he did the work. He got himself into a position and now he's going to come up and, you know, maybe we see him a couple of times here before the end of the year and the Indians figure out if they want to, you know, keep him around for next season, offer him a, a contract and, you know, get him back in here, uh, you know, just for the possibilities for next season. Uh, that it's, it's just interesting. I, I think Terry Francona was the, was his biggest advocate or at least to, to, to us, he, he, he sort of really was in Ghost's corner the whole time. Uh, it's just disappointing that Tito's not around to, to see as much of this. Yeah, you know, I'm sure, you know, Tito's be at the ballpark, you know, his homestand. It sounds like he's, he's you know, getting around a little more. And uh, But, yeah, Ghost is an exciting guy. And the Indians have invested a lot of time and, and, and effort into this guy, you know, making the transition. So, you know, it's going to be really kind of a, you know, really, what do they do with this guy? You know, what, you know, exactly, you know, do, does he, do you give him a spot on the 40 man? Do you envision, you know, Karen check class a and, and ghosts at the back end of that bullpen? You know, there's a lot of, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, it could be really exciting. Uh, you mentioned Terry Francona and him being around the ballpark, uh, Chris Antonetti, again, on Saturday, as you mentioned, sort of indicated uh, there's a strong possibility that Francona will be back next season to manage the Guardians. Uh, just your take on that whole situation. It was the first we've really heard anything like that out of the Indians front office. 
Yeah, that was, you know, uh, you know, I think everyone was kind of leaning that way, Joe. I think that was, you know, the sense that was, you know, because, you know, when, when uh, Tito stepped away, the idea was to give him a lot of lead time to have those surgeries, the hip and the foot surgery, and then just to give him a chance, you know, to, to see how he was feeling and uh, to give him time for a rehab and to, uh, to just to give him enough time where, you know, he wasn't making these decisions on the fly, like having the surgeries in, in January and then, okay, am I ready for spring training or not? This way, you know, he, he can make a good decision and, uh, you know, he should be, should be in fairly good health, you know, by the time spring training health starts. And uh, it just sounds like, you know, in talking to Antonetti, he's excited. Uh, Francona is excited about this. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's talking baseball. He's talking, you know, about this year's team and next year's team. So, you know, that's a, that's a good development for the Indians. DeMarlo Hale's done a great job. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I think things are, are moving in the right direction for, for the Indians slash Guardians. <laughs> yeah, I, to hear that there's enthusiasm and excitement uh, on Tito's end, that's sort of the that, – that indicates more to me than anything else is, you know, he, we know how much the – the physical side of things was just taking away from his ability to, to really sort of not just do the work, but enjoy doing the work the way that he does. So that's, that's the indicator to me is that he's excited and he's, there's, there's an energy there. Uh, And there's no doubt uh, in my mind that, that he'll be back next season and, and he'll be out on the field the first time the guardians are introduced uh, as, as such. Uh, Looking ahead uh, this week, uh, the Indians have a lot of baseball this week to, to be played. Uh, doubleheader Monday, uh, doubleheader Thursday against the, uh, the, the um, White Sox, uh, and really the, the final sort of, what, nine games of the, the home schedule here, as, or eight or nine games of the, the home schedule as, as we close out, um, you know, the 2021 season. Yeah, the last home stand of uh, – as- as the Indians as being known as the Indians, you know, so it's, uh, it, that's kind of plays into it under the last, uh, homestand under their, the, the current name and, and Joe, the, and the White Sox are in town, like you said. So, you know, uh, can the Indians prevent them from clinching on, uh, on their home turf? And it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. That, that, maybe the, the White Sox will have already clinched, uh, be, before they get here. Probably not, uh, the chances that the Indians can, you know, go an entire five game series and, and not, uh, you know, give up that, uh, that champagne celebration, uh, you know, probably not the greatest, but we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see if they're able to, to do that uh, heading into things. I uh, wanted to mention a couple other things. Uh, we saw Eddie Rosario, uh, ex Indians outfielder uh, hit for the cycle in San Francisco for the Atlanta Braves yesterday. Uh, where was that when the Indians had Eddie Rosario on the <laughs> roster? I was thinking about that, Joe, that he did it on five pitches too. Oh five my pitches. God. She's a hits for the cycle. That's a lot. I just, you know, I was so excited when they signed him. I thought, man, this is a great sign. He's going to have a great, you know, great year in Cleveland. And it just never, he just never looked happy to me. And, and, you know, from a home run hitter to a, a singles hitter to, to me, maybe 
he just didn't look like the same guy. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's come off the DL with, with Atlanta and uh, he's done a pretty good job as a part-time player for him. So, you know, maybe he needed to be in, in a race. Maybe he needed to be back in, in the, in the postseason. I, I don't know, but uh, you know, it, it, he, things did not work out as planned in Cleveland. Yeah. All the, all the factors were there, you know, hitting in a park that he loved hitting in and, you know, being a, an everyday guy for the Indians in left field. And it just, uh, it just never worked out. All right. Uh, one more thing uh, I wanted to ask you before we leave. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of names coming up, rumors coming up uh, as the, the Mets have just a total mess over there and, and what's going on with their front office. And uh, do you think there's a possibility that the Indians lose Mike Chernoff in the off season uh, as the Mets are again, looking for a GM? Oh my God. I think Chernoff, if he didn't take it last year, why would he take it this year? That's a snake pit over there. <laughs> I, I, I would not, I would not touch that franchise with a 10 foot pole. I mean, that's just from me because you don't know, you know, there's, there's like every time they turn over a rock, a, a snake slithers out, you know, right. the, the GM gets, you know, is, is DUI. It just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you would have to pay somebody a King's ransom to take over that team. Well, they, they just so happen to have a multi-billionaire hedge fund guy uh, writing the checks over there. So maybe that's a possibility. If you throw enough money at anybody, they'll, they'll go, but I don't know, like, like you said, uh, churn off, uh, it, it could be a tough decision. Hey, which which job would you uh, least like to have right now? GM of the Mets or manager of the San Diego Padres? Because uh, the team that's been built up as a as sort of a super team over the last couple of off seasons now has Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis going at each other's throats in the dugout. Yeah, what, whatever that team does, no matter how much money they spend, how many big trades they make, it doesn't work out for them. So they're the I mean, West so, Coast so, Mets. Yeah. So what, what does that tell you? I mean, something is, you know, kind of rotten in Denmark or rotten in, in San Diego. And, you know, they give Tatis all that money and, and, you know, the, you know, a great talent. I, I'm not saying anything, but you know, how many times has he been hurt this year? You right. know, and, and, and you got to wonder about that shoulder. I mean, they moved him to center field. They moved him back to shortstop. I mean, you know, I, I just, I just wonder what's going on. Even, you know, they get Clevenger, Clevenger blows out his, his elbow. I mean, it, it's wh whatever move they make is, is they kind of a star crossed uh, franchise right now, but I'd rather be the Padres than the Mets. I, I, I think the Mets are just a train wreck. Well, it, it gives you a deeper appreciation for the culture and the, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the culture, uh, the, just the way that the Indians run things and the, the decisions that they've made, uh, you know, sure the club has its problems and payroll and, you know, other outside scandals and things that are, you know, still going on. But at the end of the day, they're not a mess like the Mets. They're not a mess like the, the, you know, they're, they're not constantly running into bad luck like the, uh, the Padres. So you've got to appreciate what Chris Antonetti has been able to do. Uh, he and Mike Chernoff over the last, you know, decade here in Cleveland, really. All right. Uh, doubleheader today. We get Brady Singer and Tristan McKenzie in the first game uh, for the Indians and the Royals at ballpark. Uh, we've confirmed Anthony Ghost will be up and make his, uh, and 
at some point could make his major league pitching debut, uh, you know, with the Indians, uh, possibly today, who knows? Uh, and, you know, we'll be around to cover the final homestand of the season here uh, for the Indians uh, this week uh, here on Cleveland.com. Good deal, Joe. All right. Looking forward to it. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. 